0: good evening and welcome to take two i'm here with my friend and yours brian hello hello want to let you guys know that this friday right in this space at the genesis building we are having the paint class if you would like to attend they're still opening right
1: there is i think we'll probably cap it like at what the max is here which is probably like 20 to be spaced properly Mm -hmm. so probably have like five spaces
0: left Okay, so you got that. About five spaces left. move this towards you a little bit. So if you're interested, it costs 20 bucks. I know Karina and I are coming. Hopefully you guys can come and be here as well. I'll be there. Um, Brian will be there. Um, You know, we're we're still dancing around this whole issue of COVID. Uh, We've been dancing for a year and a half plus. Uh, So we are still dancing. I encourage you... Uh, to get vaccinated if you haven't been vaccinated uh, because that is from what I understand the best way to make sure you don't have serious complications doesn't mean you can't get COVID but usually keeps you from the hospital and keeps you from dying so those are good reasons Um, but anyway we're trying to do what we can to care for everybody and that's one of the ways you can help care for yourself Um, we're not requiring masks uh, I know a lot of places don't require masks. They suggest if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. We're not going to card you, but we just throw that out there so that you will take care of yourself. Um, anyway, let's get past that, and let's move on. Last Sunday, I continued our series on the politics of Jesus.
1: Is this the last, the last episode?
0: Oh, no. No, I've, I've got a bunch.
1: Oh, I because I thought you said next Sunday you're doing the— Oh, it's part of it. Okay, cool, cool. It's
0: part of the politics of Jesus. Yeah, the politics of Jesus kind of covers everything. Um, Because, yeah, next week we're going to be dealing uh, really with some kind of the politics of Jesus, dealing with people who are not heard and people who are Mm -hmm. um, marginalized and treated like a commodity a little bit. So... Um, but I don't want to give too much away because I don't know too much yet. I'm still figuring it all out. Um, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to be doing this for a while here. Uh, I don't know when we'll stop when it, when I start feeling like everyone's tired, kind of like the grace and truth matrix. Yeah. I was like into it. Some people were like, yeah, when are we going to be over with this? Like, what do you mean? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're done with this like three weeks ago. So we'll see. Anyway, we last week we were talking about anger and how anger shows up, and there's different ways that anger is displayed, Um, but anger in, in the passage, and I want to read the passage again just so as we start kind of have the foundation of what we're talking about. It's found in Matthew chapter 5 verses 21 through 26. It says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. So those are the words of Jesus. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Again, we are understanding that Jesus in his time is talking to people who understood how the religious system looked at this idea of commandments and laws, where they divided them up into heavy ones, important ones, and light ones. Uh, Last time we talked about murder being, or uh, what did we talk about last time? Yeah, murder being heavy. Murder being heavy, and um, then anger being heavy. Well, that's this time. Oh, okay. Oh, the yeah. one before. Yeah, the one before we talked about. Um, Gosh, no, I don't Yeah, no, I forgot. About it. Anyway, there was this comparison, hey, Kirk, uh, about how it is the heavy one that are important and then the light ones, how they're not so important. But Jesus is tying them together and helping us to see that they really are important, all of them. And here we deal with murder that's obviously a heavyweight Right, and then anger—he puts into not equality with, but he ties it to this idea of murder. And uh, before I just keep talking, let me throw it at you, Brian, and because you gave it a listen, and let me get your feedback on this.
1: Well, off the bat, the verse kind of sounds like I don't—I wasn't there when they when. Jesus said these things, uh, but I also felt like it sounded like he said, um, you'll be judged for murder. And it's almost like whoever he was talking to was really concerned with being judged because um, then he also said, but you also be judged for these things. And then it was mm-hmm. like, because if there was no weight in being judged, then there wouldn't be any sense in saying the things that you'd be judged for. So it almost sounds like <clears throat> you're right. He didn't put it in the same playing field, but he also made it clear. There are there other things that – um, just in case you were one of these folks that um, wanted to, like, play the semantic game and say, like, well, I'm not sinning like that. I'm not a, I'm a murderer like that. Then I should still. Uh, that uh, it sounds really familiar. You know, like, mm-hmm. it sounds like something we do now. But it, it feels like um, when you see something doing somebody doing something awful, you're like, at least I'm not doing yeah. I'm not sinning like that. And then it puts you in a place where maybe you might start feeling better about yourself. And Jesus is like, no, we're going to talk about um, the full spectrum of uh, the root of where murder comes from. And then you kind of touched on that a little Mm -hmm. bit, like uh, what the root of what murder uh, anger turns into. Um, And I think that was beautiful. Like you kind of when you could start taking something that everybody knows to be dangerous and then like finding the root all the way back to lust or anger Mm -hmm. or. Or these little, the, the low-grade, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, light yeah. Weights, light yeah, wave, yeah that yeah.
0: connect to those dots. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is something that Jesus is doing. And, and I just looked up in the scripture and remembered what I spoke about last week. Because um, it, it's important. He's saying he didn't come to abolish, yeah right? But he came to fulfill. And the whole idea of fulfillment is to help us understand correctly and to live into it. And so the idea of abolishing the law... You know, we we think of it as getting rid of it, but Jesus thinks of abolishing as making light of it and not taking it seriously. And that's why he compares this, right? I think it's interesting. I didn't even notice this until just now when I was reading it, that it seems like the judgment gets worse, right? Murder, yeah, you go before the council. You call someone a fool, the gates of hell, right? (laughs) It's like, what? what Oh, yeah, yeah. I noticed that too, yeah. And and so it's kind of like... what what's going on but this is again part of the hyperbole right when someone is trying to use exaggerated language to give insight into how important this is and that's what Jesus is doing here so it's it's not that this one is worse and you get worse judgment he's just bringing it to this level you don't know how severe this is this is a really important part and at this time, you remember last time he talked about our righteousness exceeding that of the Pharisees, the, the religious people. And so those are the people, like you were saying, who would say, Oh, I don't murder, right? But these people, you know, they're just, you know, and he's mad. We're mad at the Romans. We're mad at the, you know, Aseans. We're mad at, you know, all these different groups and sects. But, sorry about that. I got to turn my ring off all these other sex and stuff that cause problems put themselves in a more righteous place. Right. And I think that goes back to kind of what you were saying. Um, we have a way of justifying what we do when we compare it. Sin always looks worse on someone else than it does on us. Yeah. You know, um, It's like, oh, that's terrible. They couldn't do that. I could do the same thing, and I've got justification. Well, you know, I was tired. I was, you know, hurt. I was whatever. Um, And Jesus is, again, trying to get past all the excuses and get to what's important here.
1: Right. And I I love that, like, I love that, like, while digging, um, you're able to, uh, you should be able to find, like, your place in, um, the circle of uh, murder, you know, <laughs> like, because like, you know, like he just gives like the full spectrum. Like yeah. it, this is part of it. You're, you're killing people with um, uh, how you treat them, you know, like it's, it's the beginning of the murder, you know, it, like it, you're just, uh, you're just playing. And like you said, there, there's something very intentional about murder. It was not an accidental murder. It wasn't yeah. a, you bumped into him and he fell off the cliff kind of thing. It was like you premeditated it, Mm -hmm. and just like premeditated murder, you um, have to think about these things. You know, like you would have to call someone a fool. You would have to, um, like, you 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 know whether or not it's it came out too prematurely. It was still premeditated. You still had to think about it. It's how to travel through your body to make it out. You know, like the anger still manifests, and it's still intentional. Though we might regret it, and like, like your story later in the, in the sermon, it doesn't matter. You, it, it's Your premeditation led to the act, and what he's saying is all of it just leads to death. And it's like we could, if we recognize it sooner,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: all like uh, pre-warning signs to like how to live more abundantly, how to live more free, yeah. how to... I think that's what he came to do is like we have some like pretty um, natural reactions to things. And he's like, those all natural reactions will lead you to death. I'm asking you to turn the Mm. the natural reactions into like supernatural, extraordinary, Mm. you know, like I'm, I'm breaking that, you know, like that's what, that's what I'm trying to.
0: Yeah. And and there is kind of this, I don't know if it's survival instinct, but it's definitely a, a self-centered focus, right? When anger takes place, it, it, it really kind of comes from this place of pride yeah. to some degree you hurt me you did this to me and it's from that place that these things develop and so yeah. he's definitely bringing that to the forefront here you know where all these people and remember the people he's talking to he's talking to those who are you know deceased and those who are you know outcast i mean there's just the whole and really, it's the poor in spirit, the meek, the, the, those who are hungry and thirsting for righteousness. This is how he's addressing this group of people, trying to cultivate what's good in them. Um, he expects us to do these things, right? He expects us to get angry. He knows we are. And then, like you said, he's wanting to help us not give into that, but to see it differently, right? To see the kingdom politic is different than the world politic that is just giving in to that nature, right? Just right. going along with how you feel, that self, you know, uh, determination, that you know primal thing like, I'll get you before you get me kind of a attitude. And I think that it takes a lot sometimes for us to be able to even see that, yeah. at least me. Um, when I'm in the middle of it, all I see is I'm right. That's all I see. I mean, and, and this week I felt like I, or that last week, I just really felt like there were so many things that happened that triggered me where I went to that place more than usual. I mean, it happens, but not like it did that week. And I hardly ever respond to anyone on Instagram. I, I see, read so much junk that I think, ah, oh, that's awful. And I just like, whatever, but why did I respond this week, right? It wasn't because I thought, I need an illustration not to make myself look <laughs> bad, you know? It's like, yeah. no, I just, I did, and, and it happens, you know? And I was so uh, indignant and self-righteous when I, I wrote it. Um, and yeah, that's a that's
1: like, pretty good segue into the how. Like, I think part of that last Calling People Fools um, situation is the how, you know? Because, like, you gave a lot of cool examples about how Jesus would have been uh, passionate or even mm-hmm. angry in, in different scenarios, mm-hmm. but the how and the the intention behind where the passion is directed, I think, has something to do with um, the outcome and how it's seen. You know, and I think, yeah, um, yeah. Break, could you break it down for the people that didn't listen, like how you could, how Jesus used anger or how was it different than what he was speaking about
0: yeah yeah because there are times where jesus was definitely angry there's times when he called the pharisees you know names um you know well you just said don't call them fool but you called them whitewashed tombs you know you called them you know serpents and you you know said all kinds of things against them but the times that we see jesus angry and there's three and then four is kind of thought in the cleansing of the temple, because it sure seemed like he was angry. Um, But one is when the man had a withered hand and they were testing to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. And when he asked them, is it good, you know, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? And they were quiet and it says that he was angry. They wouldn't answer because they knew the answer. They didn't care about what was right. They wanted to stop what was good in that sense, right? So we see one sense of anger is uh, wanting to hinder something that is good. The other is when the disciples want, were stopping the children from coming to him. And it said that he was indignant and said, don't, don't stop the children from coming to me because the kingdom belongs to them. Right. And then the third one was at Lazarus' tomb. When they were mourning and he saw unbelief and it said he was indignant at that. So there was those three times and, you know, kind of summing it up, Jesus angry in these areas and what his anger did was it brought healing, it brought uh, welcoming or an invitation and it brought life, right? And if you've got the temple, cleansing the temple, what he's doing is he's, You know, because it says that the zeal uh, burned, the zeal of the temple, you know, he quotes that scripture where the zeal consumed me. If, If he's angry there, and it seems like he is, then what he did is he condemned the practices of the temple and he replaced them with his own sacrifice. So that's how Jesus responded to anger. Healed, brought life, brought community, and sacrifice.
1: Do you have any – I'm trying – because off the bat, I'm trying to think about you know, if there's any examples in my life where my anger or my passion had brought that those things to a scenario. Can you think of any part in your life where uh, you responded in a type of anger that brought life or healing? Well,
0: I kind of concluded with the one with Kareem's uh, dad, mm. right, where I have so much respect for him, and he, you know, he is a follower of Christ, a believer. But he comes from a tradition that I have a lot of disagreements about. And I feel close enough to him where I can talk to him. But when he says something that I disagree with, my intention isn't, I'm going to prove you wrong. My intention is, you know, how can I help you to see things maybe differently? How how can I bring insight to you And I know I can't bring insight by bringing attitude, right? I'm not going to bring insight to him by, you know, just blasting him with scriptures and these things. I have to do it by first respecting him, loving him, caring for him. And in that attitude, you see a difference, you know, in the way you converse with somebody. So that we've had some amazing conversations, things that he has, you know, uh, thanked me for, um, in the past and and it helps me to check myself and because I care for him and respect him and they've been so good to us, I, I would hate to do anything that came across, cool. you know, as indignant and upset and so that's one way that I see that and I was actually thinking about that today with this other incident in Instagram that I responded to, it's like, okay, what could I have done, right, that would have brought healing or would have brought and I think the first thing would have been, hey, how are you, (laughs) right? The first thing would have been welcoming the children to come to me. It's like, hey, man, how you been? Haven't talked to you in a while. Are you guys good? The family good? Everyone doing well? You know, I think I I could have really cared about him instead of just what I thought was, you know, a a response that I didn't like, and so I, I think maybe that's a step that we could take when something hits us for and sure we want to strike it it's like okay how do i bring healing here what what does this person really need right because they don't need my you know snarkiness how can i bring life to them how can i bring you know this idea of you know welcoming to them how can i bring sacrifice of myself to them
1: um yeah and that's like inviting love mm-hmm. into the picture you yeah. know like we're Constantly, like, <clears throat> me and Jordan, I think we were talking the other day, and he, we were talking about, like, the whole God is love concept mm-hmm. and how um, he felt it might be too small, you know, to put God in a scenario where we say he is something, like, love, you know? In mm-hmm. essence, like, God is our... Uh, the closest we could even get to God is like our highest reality and mm-hmm. that's still bigger than love that's what Jordan's thinking was you know Jordan's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: c- conceptual and so I said well well then what if then our concept of love just is too small, too small yeah. yeah yeah and so like in this sense like what if um love is the um the thing that's just waiting for us to step into constantly like like god is love uh and if god is everywhere and like and god is present in everything and even in your angry message and even he was uh on the other side of the receiving message like if we could step into like the love part of it we would be able to change the reaction faster and the anger part would still be there the disagreement could still exist but like the love part could change the um, the response could change in yeah. that moment could change everything, you know? And it sounds really yeah. like if you're not like, you know, it could sound kind of hippy dippy, but in, in a sense, if we, if we talk about anger, we have to talk about the things that combat it and, and God is that thing. Jesus is inviting God into the conversation mm-hmm. and also breaking down what you thought was anger and murder to begin with, you know, like, yeah. He's, uh,
0: yeah. Bringing out the importance of the root. And those things, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's so. It seems so easy on surface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? yeah it yeah. seems like, yeah, that's what you just gotta love. Yeah, no, just love yeah, them, just hard love them. them. Yeah. yeah. And but putting it to practice is, it's the. And I'm I'm wondering why that is. Why why is it? And the only thing I can conclude is pride. Right. The only reason I I get blinded by the anger and can't see how to step into the conversation in a better way is because I'm taking it personal and feeling it's an attack on me personally. And I need to defend myself.
1: Well, let, let's say it was, let's say it, it, it wasn't that scenario, but let's say it directly is. Yeah. I think still opening your idea and finding new tools in your toolbox of ways to love, like, cause we like, make love really small yeah but love is also boundaries love is also yeah. like uh, moving like you said to your father-in-law like moving towards a healthier route if you're dealing with anything if you open up your idea of the different things love could be in that scenario mm-hmm. i think you could come up with something way different than what we normally come up with this is normally like yeah Punching someone in the face, or having a snarky comment, or flipping yeah. someone off in the freeway—if you could open it up, like even if it's turning away, that's love, yeah. you know. Like in a sense, like. Well, and,
0: and that kind of brings back to what Jesus did, right? I mean, Jesus, and what did he do in response to the temple and what they were doing? Is he he changed it by offering himself, right? He yeah. offered himself, and that's what Peter tells us in First peter it says that when he was reviled he did not revile in return right so when he was attacked he didn't attack in return yeah right which is my tendency he did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly right so that's what jesus did right so that's what anger should turn into you know because he very well could have been angry with the people who were you know insulting him and reviling him and threatening him and crucifying him, but he entrusted himself to God and, and that's where again pride interrupts that and in a sense makes us God right I mean it, it makes us the 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 center of what needs to be defended right and, and Jesus didn't feel he had to defend himself mm-hmm. right. It's like, come on, this is Jesus. Anyone has the right to, it would be him. But he didn't feel that he had to. And it's almost like where pride is the, I think C.S. Lewis said, pride is the sin from where all sins come, right? It, it is pride that made the devil the devil, you know, those kinds of things. It, it is the root of all these things. And when it shows up in our lives, that's when we feel that we have the right to react this way, yeah. right? And Jesus, even when it was personal, didn't, right? Which is pretty mind-blowing, Yeah, yeah. you know, to take that insult and say, yeah, I, I, I'm going to trust God. It's, it's not something I need to deal with in that way, um, which is difficult, you know. And the two ways that Jesus talks about dealing with it is reconciliation, right? So it's almost like being reconciled with someone is as important as anything else.
1: And that requires conflict. Sometimes That requires yeah um, heavy lifting on both parts, sacrifice, you know, communication. Yeah. It's um, not just yeah. like,
0: oh, I just want to be reconciled. So I'm going to take everything you say and I'll ignore everything I feel is right. Right. No, that's not reconciliation. Um, and, and so reconciliation means I'm going to labor to connect to you even through this disagreement. Right. Right. Gosh. Couldn't we use that right now, right? Couldn't we use that in our country Um, and all the things that are happening right now? Um, You know, there's so much horrific things and horrible things in the world. I mean, uh, what's happening in Afghanistan, Haiti, what happens uh, in our country, um, you know, through injustice towards people, abuse of children. um, There is... So much evil and to bring about good in all these situations is going to require reconciliation. Even with people who are on the other side of the aisle, on the other side of how we see things, you know, and it doesn't mean we have to accept evil or say it's not evil or, or deal with it. But to get change about, we have to bring about this idea of we have to reconcile the differences between you and I, and I have to care about enough to try and do it. Um, And this is where I think the whole politics of Jesus seems far-fetched to us, right? You can't, you know, reconcile with a terrorist. You can't reconcile with, you know, and some people say Democrat or Republican. You can't reconcile. They're just stuck in their ways or whatever. You can't reconcile with a bigot or you can't reconcile with this, this. The politics of Jesus says, well, I'm, I'm going to do everything to make it happen, including die. Right? That's the politics of Jesus. The politics of Jesus doesn't build a wall, doesn't bring up the guns, it, it, it doesn't Pass the laws to outlaw these people, the politics of Jesus leans into it with healing, with life and sacrifice, and sometimes it's just we're so repulsed that we don't want to yeah. you know? and again, we see things from our point of view. some other people see things from their point of view. you know, there are people in other countries who look at us and think we are evil, right. And just like there are people in this country who look at other people think they're evil. How do we bridge that gap? And I think it takes the politics of Jesus to do it. And, and I think it has to be done. I think the idea of being a peacemaker, it was including these situations, yeah. right? I mean, we're talking about Rome and what they did, and I, I would suggest they're as bad as just about anybody. And what they did in history. Um, and he's still talking like this. And because we're so removed from this, because it seems so far fetched, it just shows us how far we are from God in these areas. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. It's a little humbling and a little scary. So when I think about that, I just think, I, oh, man. I think I'm really far because this seems like yeah, there's no way, there's just no way, you know, ah, that I, that's hopeless, that's hopeless, you can't do that, and the politics of Jesus is ah, you don't know, yeah, you know,
1: and it's almost like you do have to read and talk like this um, through the scenarios of the scripture because if you just read the piece or you caught a meme or someone gave you a snippet, the. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the minute version on instagram yeah. and you took that and ran with it, it 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 could come off wrong you know and it's like yeah. this part this breaking it down this dissecting this um growing together this um this taking a part of it is like what what we're missing too you know and i think jesus yeah. was highly invested in this part the relational part the only reason you could speak to your father-in-law is because you know him the only way that like anger could turn into reconciliation is through time spent. I think there's like, there's no Twitter, you know, um, there's no 250 characters or whatever that's going to like, to reconcile two people or a conversation. And like you said, it doesn't need to be where you guys are the same side or the same ideals by the end of this, but there has to be, um, a whole, um, attempt in trying to reconcile at least the relationship part. I think that's where the, that's where God is.
0: And I know a lot of people like me oftentimes, you know, go to extremes, you know, I mean, there's just the reconcile of, you know, our country and the people in our country, whether it be Democrat and Republican and others, uh, the reconciliation of races and the problems that we're dealing with, racial, uh, you know, tension in our country. Um, and and we, we, we see this, and then you throw, yeah, but what about, you know, the Taliban? And what about, you know, uh, Korea? And what about, you know, and there's some evil things happening in these places. And we just say, okay, but that's different, right? That, that's a different scenario. And that's why I mentioned that story of that guy, Daryl Davis, Right. Who was a black man playing blues piano, and a Ku Klux Klan came up to him and said, "Man, you play good for uh, you know a black guy." And I, and he compared him to Jerry Lee Lewis. And then he said, "No, Jerry Lee Lewis took that from you know Fats Domino and others." And that friendship led him to handing in and giving up his card as a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And he gave Daryl his robe and said, I, "I can't be this anymore because I know you." aren't who they said you were, right? And then because of this friendship that he's made, there's 200 Ku Klux Klan members who've given this man their robes, right? Which is amazing, right?
1: Yeah, and there's that
0: part. There's like when you
1: get that paradox shift when you're like, oh, they're not who I thought they were. But then there's that other... Like, there's <laughs> it made me think of that uh, Dave Chappelle skit where uh, he is a blind... Um, he's... A blind Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> Obviously, fell's <laughs> black. And so the whole time he thought he was white. And uh-huh. they, they 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 know he's blind, so they just <laughs> they go along with it. But there's that moment where he realizes he's black, you know? Uh-huh. Someone tells him he's black. And uh, there's that part where you realize that you're not who you thought you were. Yeah. Where, you know, like, where, where you're not who God, like, you're not who living who God created you to be, mm-hmm. that paradox is more powerful than seeing somebody else, not how somebody else explained them because yeah. you know, like that.
0: Because yeah. this guy, Daryl could have easily seen this guy as Ku Klux Klan and had a conception that he can never befriend this guy. Right, 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 right. He could never deal with that. And so he had to deal. And I don't know. I mean, it was a short uh, podcast that I heard about yeah. him, but he had to make that shift too, right? And that's where we have to kind of see, am I so angry that I can't make a shift? Mm-hmm. Am I so angry that I, I'm not able to do this because you're just a fool? You're just an idiot. You're just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we'll name that and we'll just, you know, throw all our facts in the poll, you know, bowl and mix it up and say, okay, that's it. I, I settled it. I baked this cake and that's how it is. Or are we willing to say, ah, maybe you're not that, you know, maybe... I need to see thing, the situation different, or maybe the reason you're this way is because of what you've heard, like this guy. Yeah, And maybe if I can help you see that I'm different, you will change. You know, um, But it's not easy, and it's not something that's simple. And you look at the extreme situations, and people are dying, and people's lives are in jeopardy, and it's not an easy fix, and you can't just say, oh, love's going to do everything good. Um, right. But the idea of reconciliation and befriending was how Jesus did it. Yeah. You know, um, and, and some people did. There's Nicodemus who, you know, said came around. There's the other Pharisees who didn't.
1: And I, and, I, and I think that's what I'm trying to say about love and about how we say, like, well, like, it's not always that simple like because we still think love is hugging them or something or we still think hug, like love is like peaceful you know like when we open up our thought to if god is love then jesus is a representation of love in all ways so like crucifixion was love the sacrifice was love the bleeding was love you know like
0: cleansing the temple, the cleansing was, the temple love, was love the like rebuking the disciples right so was love, we think yeah. like
1: oh like love can't fix it but yes it can it's just not always what we're not supposed to just keep on hugging everybody that <laughs> we're not we put care bearer love on everything <laughs> because that's how we like grew up knowing love yeah. and and god's like along with all these other things i'm trying to change your mind with like i'm also love like I, i'm and you know yeah yeah yeah, so it's like.
0: No, I mean, that, that's an important part of this. And, and it's interesting, too, because he, he nuances this thing, right? Where the reconciliation is now my responsibility, even if they did something wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. It's my responsibility, you know, where if the, your brother has something against you, leave your offering at the altar. That's good. Right? Yeah. And then go. And again, the altar was eighty miles away. to turn, right? turn
1: the other cheek, walk the microphone exactly mile away. you know and, hey assume.
0: do 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 this because this looks like the politics of, of Jesus, and this is the way to reconciliation.
1: He's concerned with the response, not the the action you know because uh, if we both responded correctly, then reconciliation could start you know yeah and, mm-hmm.
0: and I mean and think about it, I mean so many times. And even just the smaller, again, dynamics of relationships, like with my wife, um, if I would humble myself, say I'm sorry, if I would try to see things from her perspective uh, instead of hold tight to mine, um, then reconciliation can begin. Right. Right. If I know she's upset with me, instead of trying to prove why I was right, go to her and say, listen, listen what can I do to help us in this situation, you know, because I want us to be good. I care more about us than me being right. Right. And so how can I step into this? And we can do that in, in, you know, micro levels and we can do it in macro levels, I think. And so I think this is part of what Jesus is dealing with, with that anger is helping us to get past the anger that doesn't want to reconcile that just wants to win. That starts to alienate instead of bringing close, right? Because that's what anger will do. If I'm angry, I, I want to keep someone away. I want to hurt. I want to, and then it leads to the murder, right? You hurt me, I'll hurt you, kind of thing. You hear some someone who hurt you, something bad happens to them, and you feel good. That something bad happened to someone. Think about that, right? What? Where am I if I feel good that something bad happened, right? It's like. OK, where am I now? Because it doesn't look like Jesus. It doesn't look like a healthy place. It looks like I'm going into hell. Know, like, yeah, that Jesus talks about, you know then you're in judgment of hell. Look at what's going on with you. Where are you? And I think that's why Jesus is using this language, right? He, he's trying to show us how serious it is, and by comparison, where it is from who God is.
1: Yeah, that's you good. Know. I like that a lot. It's a lot it
0: is man it, and, and again it's like yeah i get it
1: <sighs>
0: yeah, but it's i don't it's do big. it yeah, darn it really yeah it, it, it's it's one of those things where i just feel that knee-jerk response um I, even today someone cut me off on the freeway because i'm on the freeway a lot and without thinking about it i said idiot you know i just said idiot and i wasn't real mad at it i'm just like idiot and then I just remember, what did you just say Sunday? It's like, oh, man. <laughs> it's like, where am I? What's going on? How could I just so quickly do that after everything? And it's just, you know, it's one of those things like, ah, I'm sorry. Because I've cut plenty of people off. Right. You know. I
1: forgot who it was. I don't know if this was again, Jordan. Somebody was telling me, we're in the car, and they had this thing where they every time somebody did them wrong or cut them off, they would call them like a cousin or uncle or something and it would help them um like would help them <laughs> change the whole thing yeah yeah like that was like my family member that did it like, they'd be like all right uncle john or something like that like or like he would i forgot what, what they who said that but um I, I think it's a good start you know i mean it, a, a yeah. reconciling tool but overall i think what this what a lot of um jesus is teaching when giving these, like, uh, nuanced statements is for our response. Like, he's Mm -hmm. really, really um, concerned with our intention and and how we react, you know. I think um, there's, like, so many situations where I think Jesus is talking, and he's, like, you can't control everything. Yeah. You know, there's not many things you can control, but you can control your reaction. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm concerned with: that the anger is turning into murder. You know yeah. that the that the looking is turning into lusting. That's turning into adultery. That the mm-hmm. you know, like it, it, it's he's like. Your reaction is what's actually leading to the sin, you know, like if you could control the reaction then it could change the course of, um, your, your momentum, you know, Mm -hmm. and shift it to whatever love looks like in that moment. You know, and I think that's like the, uh. The, the underarching theme with the nuanced teaching because so many of us are like, oh, he's talking about murder. Cool. Uh, I'm not in that boat. You know, like, yeah. well, yeah, let's, like, yeah, like, that's, that, that's, what that, that's what he's doing there, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it's so interesting how we just blow off the other, but, you know, you're angry. Oh, yeah, 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 I should get mad, you know, but we don't really fix it. Right. You know, we don't really change. We just said, oh, yeah, that's bad. Don't get, don't get mad and kill people. Yeah, or something like that. You know, right? That, that,
1: and I, I can hear a lot of people say that. Like, yeah, I get it. I got it. Don't, yeah. don't get mad. Don't, don't kill. You know, you're like, whoa, hold on, because it's not for the other person. You know, like yeah. this is for you. This is because I want you to live more abundantly, and and you getting mad is now congesting your life with, uh, and and not being able to free up for the thing I created you to be. Yeah. You know, so I think it's like. When Jesus is teaching, we think, all right, he's teaching me how to, like, relate and how to, like, be a better person. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no, you are so congested with, like, your own uh, feelings because you haven't dealt with, like, so much that I'm going to give you uh, some freedom. I'm going to give yeah. you some – and the freedom is in your response, you know, like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean – the whole grace and truth series that I did, this is really it in play. Yeah. This is really it coming in life and putting shoes on it and dealing with these things because this is what it looks like. You know, it it works, it digs it, 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 you know, detects things and and it responds in ways that brings about life and healing. Um, And and the opposite, like you were saying, it's like, this is for you because, what happens is when you are given to the anger you don't see you're blind to the kingdom right you're you're your own kingdom and that's blind to what's really happening and that's why that you know research of victimization every group thinks they're a victim and when i heard that i thought yeah everyone i know who's a part of any group thinks they're being victimized right people who are in the church, oh, we're being under attack. You know, uh, there's no more prayer in schools and they go on, they list all these things and then you talk to a person who's a Muslim, oh, we're under attack. We're being, you know, lumped in with the Taliban. We're being brought into this. You talk to, you know, uh, people who are rich, we're being attacked, you know, because everyone's trying to take stuff away from us just because we're rich. You got people who are poor. It's like, we're under attack because, you know, it doesn't matter what the group is. They're under attack and it's kind of like, is everyone under attack or is everyone just seeing it from that victimization? So they're unable to see anything besides that. Right. And I think anger works the same way. I'm unable to see anything but this anger that I'm feeling. Yeah. And that's now what's going to determine my action is this anger, you know, and that's the danger because again, that's where murder comes from.
1: Right. And like you said, it's not that, those things don't exist that are making them feel like victims yeah. because there's a reason they're feeling like that. Yeah. But if your victimization is keeping you from empathizing with somebody else, especially that's in direct um, conflict yeah. with you like uh, victimizing, like the, yeah. you think they're the oppressor, then you're automatically, you know. Yeah, going to show hostility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of
0: it. And, and exactly. It doesn't mean there is an injustice. It doesn't mean you're not being a victim. Right. Because I still think I was right in, you know, my, you know, response as far as information to this person, but I was totally wrong in how I did it. You know, I was totally wrong as far as it not bringing about healing, not bringing about life or befriending the situation, you know, um. That's fine. But how can I now hear him? How can I see her and where they're at? How can I now listen, you know, to my father-in-law differently? How can I now respect and do something that brings about the life in this dynamic of the relationship? Yeah, yeah.
1: The doing part's an important part. Yeah.
0: And, and, and so it does, again, fall back on you. you go and reconcile, right? You settle matters quickly before you go to the judge. And that idea of settling matters. You make friends with them because it's hard to take someone to jail if they're your friend, you know, I think I wouldn't have to take any friends to jail. so uh. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) There was a, we're playing
1: basketball the other day and I met a guy at the dog park and he invited me to go play basketball with him. And so I invited one of my friends. I asked if I could invite a friend and we're starting to play. And my friend and I walked around and introduced ourselves and, you know, fist-pumped everybody. It was a new group, so we were being super friendly. And <laughs> and um and one guy in particular, I could tell for some reason, didn't like, like, off the <laughs> bat, I was a threat or something. Mm-hmm. I, he, he didn't, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, introduce himself. He was, like, uh we ended up kind of, like, guarding each other. And uh, I could just feel the energy, you know? Yeah. But it was a friendly game. Everybody was being cool. In the middle of the game he tried to take a charge in the middle of the court, which if you know about basketball, is a weird place to take a charge. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. not in the key. The key yeah. yeah, it's not in a, it's not to make a play. And I passed the ball, and he stood like this, and I, my momentum kind of took me into him. Mm-hmm. And he got up, and he was like, whoa, just just huffing and puffing, and some bad work came out us. And, and I was in a place that already told myself, I'm with a new group. I'm gonna make friends. I'm <laughs> here to make friends. I'm here to have fun. And there was nothing about that that phased me. You know, uh-huh. my mentality was right. You know, like, yeah. it was easy for me to be like, yo, like, my bad. I apologize. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if you, no, I, I'm, it's my bad. And I even said, like, I said three or four times, and he was still around. And I said, how many more times do I gotta tell you that's my fault? Like, can we move forward? Yeah. And even his friends were like, he, um, you know he's having a day, you know, <laughs> and then later in the anti kingdom, he's like, You know, I thought you did it on purpose, but it's like, I know you did, but I didn't, mm-hmm. and that's what we're good, right? Yeah, and he, you know, at the end of the game, we appreciate it, but it was that kind of um, yeah. that kind. I don't, I'm
0: not, I don't always live there in yeah. that space, that's a crossroads, right? Yeah, that was the crossroads because I'm you. him sometimes, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, which way am I gonna turn here, right? Because like, right. I can turn into you know.
1: But it did love, like the love or the attitude diffused it, you know, and the anger was completely out of me. And typically if I was probably with a group of friends that I know and felt safe and my chest would be puffed up and yeah. I had did some push-ups right before, you know, I'd have felt a <laughs> certain way. But that day I was like in pure, like submission to enjoying myself and and, and yeah. meeting new friends. And uh, he was the one that needed the the reconciliation, nah. you yeah, know, so I was like
0: – And so, I mean, and that's like, again, a micro example of what happens on so many levels. yeah. Right? Because it it could have turned to blows, right? If you would have responded in the wrong way, if you would have taken offense, and even though you know you didn't do it on purpose, and you know this guy's already got a chip on his shoulder, and you know, and you start responding to these things that you know in this kind of anger, yeah, it's going to lead to something else. right? Right and so you having a different mindset this kind of understanding of what anger can do allowed you to you know
1: yeah that's that part understanding what the anger could do the capabilities like this is part of part of this is like if you like are training a pit bull you know the capabilities of the pit bull it's the capabilities that make the pit bull dangerous if you understand anger could turn into murder, you should take way more caution when becoming angry mm. because of the capabilities of, of the, yeah. the anger. Like, I don't think I could get to the point where I could kill somebody. There was a show on Netflix. Did you see that show where they try to get somebody to be okay killing somebody? Yeah. It was like a hidden they, show, yeah. hidden camera show.
0: Yeah, I always wondered if that was real or not. But I yeah. felt very real. <laughs>
1: and, and it wasn't like he took a knife and stabbed the guy. It was like... Like, just like I forgot what it was, but he made it so he pushed him over, over the, the edge of yeah. the building. Mm-hmm. And it was one guy, one contestant that actually did it. And it was like, um, when you're p- protecting yourself so much, your ego so much, you could get to the point where you can yeah, do it. Actually, that was, do a, that. That, was a, that was a tough show. I don't, yeah, I gotta remember the name of that show. You, did you see that show?
0: It was weird, yeah, it, it was weird. Yeah, it was, weird. it was weird, yeah, it was weird, like all along the line because you start knowing what's happening, right? You know what they're Their leading plan to is, it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh man, that's the wrong decision. That's the wrong decision, right? You keep seeing. If you can make the, the person
1: make the wrong decision over and over again, Yeah, then pretty soon could, they're like stuck in it. Yeah, they're yeah. stuck in it. Wow. Dude, that might be a thing to explore. Right?
0: <laughs> I mean, really, you could see this leading to that, right? This is where anger can go to. Yeah. So, any takeaways on what we said? Again, if you have any questions, you can write them down or let us know, Kirk. you have any questions? Not
1: really. mine. Uh, good on yeah, I liked it. was going to add one other thing: anger leads to suffering, and
0: it can lead to undue suffering. Anger leads it's to suffering. Angry,
1: and, yeah. Don't even think about those things. Like Jesus even, Jesus just talked about the repercussions. He didn't talk about like the, the symptoms. You know, like those. <laughs> yeah. Those are real, like they do leave to suffering, you know. Yeah. Or you or maybe he did. Maybe that's what hell is. You're you're creating your own hell, you know, like every, Yeah,
0: I mean yeah. I again. I don't want to get into that though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what you said on Sunday about making friends with people, diffusing the situation by making friends with the person, making peace before they become something worse. Yeah.
0: Kirk just said making friends, something before something turns bad really resonated with him. And so, yeah, it it resonated with me, too. And just especially the times when I don't. It's like, oh, wow. Well. Yeah,
1: because you, everybody did something that they shouldn't have to somebody and out of anger. When you look back and you're like, yeah. like, it's going to be hard to fix that one, you know? Or yeah. I shouldn't have done that, you know, and uh. Or, yeah, out of character.
0: Um. Yeah, and the words, right? When you say these things, like Jesus says, if you say this, how many times have I said something, you know, to people? Gosh, people at work, my family, my wife, my kids, you know, um, that you regret. And so, Jason, fighting real hard not to respond in anger to the situation he's in right now. Mm -hmm. I feel you, Jason. I feel you. And we're going to be praying for you in this situation, man, and I hope this can help you through it. I hope this can help you to do what is good, not only for the situation, but for you. Um, it's a tough one, man. I, I know where you're at right now, and uh, this is exactly the kind of thing that I hope will help you.
1: And anger, I don't know, Jason, have you watched the whole thing, but... Me and Sam were talking about how anger is going to exist, and anger it will be there. But your response is the is the the catalyst to turning that anger into something um, not unuseful, you know. So, mm-hmm. like sitting in the sitting in the anger and and thinking about how you could respond in love and what that would look like in your particular situation. And I, I don't have. Um, any insight, but I, but we are praying for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can be angry about the situation, uh, but don't let it take you to a place that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. You're welcome, man. Love you, Jason. Um, And I know there's a lot of people with situations that are difficult, you know, at work, um, maybe even in your home. Um, You know, I, I can't answer what you should do in those situations, but I think this is about how you should do it, you know, you should do it in a way that can try to develop reconciliation and healing and life and and in a way that represents the kingdom to some degree. Doesn't mean you bowl over, doesn't mean you don't, you know, call the cops if you need to or lawyer up if you need to, Um, but, you know, the attitude of rearing into it is important Because it could change everything. Just like this guy, Daryl, who changed the Ku Klux Klan guy. You know, those things happen. And if we think that it's impossible, gosh, what did I hear today? Take a rock out of, it was from Martin Luther King's speech, Uh, take a rock of hope from the mountain of despair. You can always do that. Yeah. So, That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us online. Of those who will join in later, remember this Friday, paint night. If you uh, are going to be here, it's the 20th, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, today's 18th. So the 20th. So I don't know yes. when you watch it. If you watch this on the 21st, don't come next it's Friday. Too late. Too yeah, late. <laughs> you missed it. But the 20th, uh, be here at 7. If you want to join, let us know. You got to message us so we have the supplies for you and you can do that at the uh, genesis story any place on the genesis story or the common grounds family um instagram, instagram. um yeah that's it
1: good thing you remind me i gotta go check the supplies right now okay
0: see now we got some back here yeah i gotta see how many okay, okay. anyway All right. love you guys peace god bless you guys god bless. take care of yourselves out there you have been listening to the genesis podcast